Hello, and welcome to the 226. I'm John. I'm John. Today we are talking about influences. Yes. All right. So, um, throughout this entire season so far, we've talked about a lot of things that have influenced us. Um, and so, I, I influences are a huge part of my life. I look up to the people who influence me. I cherish those people. I hold on to what I learned from those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and this became super evident to me in a assignment I actually had to do. Mm-hmm. Um, from this, so this is for interpersonal communications class. Of all the classes we could bring up again. Yes, with uh, ye old Dr. Potion. Yes. <laughs> As mentioned previously, mm-hmm. many times. Um, so the assignment was uh, we had to give a two-minute talk to the entire class about the most influential person in our lives. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't looking for, oh, just... We, we're not looking for you to cry about your mom. We're not looking for you to cry mm-hmm. about someone. It was a genuine... This is someone who has had a large effect on me. Um, and so he gave the assignment like two months in advance. Just mm-hmm. something you can start thinking about. Yeah. Like I started thinking about it right away and kind of dozed off with it because there were other assignments I had to get done. Yeah. And then... Um, it's maybe like four days before the assignment is due, before everyone's going to stand up for two minutes in class and talk. Mm-hmm. And I start trying to figure out who I'm going to talk about. And I go on what was probably the hardest, just... I remember it being a very long couple yeah. of days for you. <laughs> yeah. Because you would talk about it all the time. Yeah. So you're narrowing it down to a number of people mm-hmm. and trying to decide. And I think the... The thing that we both resonated with at that time was that there isn't like we don't think of people who influence us in terms of like a hierarchy correct it's not a this person holds first place it's a it's a another person in this group of people that yeah. that influences me so picking one for you was something that was really tricky exactly. at least from what i could see yeah that was completely it um i actually like wrote my two minute talk and practiced it had it to exactly two minutes, mm-hmm. and then said, nope, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> Completely scratched that talk. I think I wrote another one or started writing another one mm-hmm. and started practicing, and then, again, just completely junked it because it didn't feel right labeling one person in my life as the most influential. Yeah. And uh, it was it was this big eye-opener. Anyway, along that process, I discovered this really cool thing. Uh, this is a way that I figured out all the people who influenced me in my life, and then um, where those people exist in my life, um, if I've met them, mm-hmm. if they're family, friends, stuff like that. Yeah. And then just kind of, it. I don't know, it took me on a journey from, honestly, early on, mm-hmm. earliest influencer until very present of... Who has influenced me? So I made this thing. Now, if you're watching the video, this is a giant web with my middle, with my name in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And these are all the people I thought of that influenced me. There's obviously a ton more. Mm-hmm. And I kind of have this theory that like everyone you meet influences you in some way. Yeah. Even if it's the most minuscule thing. Um, but these are the pre- people I decided to write down and really say. Like, these people matter in my life. These people have affected mm-hmm. where I will end up someday, honestly. Um, so, I think the main thing about this is I saw four areas of influence in my life. And these are the four different quadrants yes. of your your little map here. Yep. 
So, name in the middle, four different quadrants. One of them, family, people I've never met, friends, and then teachers, profs. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's pretty much applicable to just about anyone's lives. Yeah. Because, uh, like, nearly everyone goes to school, mm -hmm. in America, at least, mm -hmm. um, around the world, mostly. Um, and there's people you hear about who you grab onto their ideas, yeah. but you've never met them. These are the people, like celebrities or like authors of books I've read and things like that um family kind of self-explanatory mm -hmm. family's hard family. not to be influenced by a family yeah yeah whether in the infamous yeah. words of Jason Jaggard <laughs> yes the reason your family can push your buttons is because they installed them yeah. <laughs> that, my that is like such a good line <laughs> I absolutely love that yeah and then friends obviously too um so I made this and I think there's like over 70 names on here. Um, I can't count them on one hand, that's for sure. So. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I actually now, I posted this in my room, and I actually have begun adding names. Okay. Because, like, more people have come into my life, and I'm yeah. like, well, you deserve to be on the web. I should yeah. put you on there. Um, so, in doing this, it only made it harder to pick one person. Yeah. Um, because, like, just back to that thing, I didn't view influence as a hierarchy of people. Mm -hmm. um, Did you get this idea to web out your uh, influences in this way from a specific place, or was it just a random idea you had? Um, I needed to write down everyone, mm -hmm. just for my own. I needed to see the names and such. and So it helped you process it by writing it down? Yeah. In that way? Yeah. And I just kind of wanted to be graphic design about it. And so I, I suppose had fun with it. It mm -hmm. doesn't. It's not the prettiest thing in the world, but uh, it really got the job done. As far as just me realizing, I got the web idea from you. Oh, really? Yes. Because <laughs> you were. I don't know. Probably in like weeks prior, we had talked about like a web in the brain of mm -hmm. uh, like how ideas flow from one to yeah, the other. Yeah, that's my. I don't think it's unique to me by any means. Mm -hmm. I pulled it from a, a number of different influences, but the idea that the way we process information, uh, at least the way our brains work, is by like a web of interconnected like, points of information, yeah. so to speak. And that's my philosophy of education, yeah. is that there's all of these interconnected points, and then every time you learn something new, you fit it into that web that you already have. So that's mm -hmm. a very like constructivist type theory. Um, but then, yeah, I, I think that's yeah. enough on that for right now. Yeah, but, that's but honestly I, what I did with influencing. Yeah. Like, you find a new person in your life, they influence you, and they just kind of make their way into this web. Yep, and they fit right in. Yeah, and uh, it's not like a family tree, but honestly, like. What I think is cool is you could take your name and you have all these people attached to you, but then you just move to like one other name and they're going to have all these other people attached to them. Um, I think it'd be a really cool thing to put online and then have like actual animated graphics where it's all oh, and stuff. Yeah. And so I don't know, maybe I'll learn a little bit of coding to be able to do that. Yeah, that'd be fun. It would be. So I have a question for you about mm -hmm. this web. In this one, where you have these four quadrants with mm -hmm. family, uh, people you've never met but who you've drawn a significant amount of influence from, your friends, and then teachers or professors that you've had before, mm -hmm. do all of these people influence you creatively or you mm -hmm. as a person? Are those two things distinct from one another or 
do you consider them that's to be a very good synonymous? Uh, I'd say they're different. Um, I think if you influence me as a person, that's going to show up in my creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, because just who you are is going to affect the decisions you make yeah. creatively. Uh, so besides that, that's mostly separate. Mm-hmm. Uh, the interesting thing is the people I've never met, um, most of those people are people I, who have influenced me creatively. Yeah. So up there we have like Casey Neistat, Joe Greer, Austin Kleon, Hans Zimmer, Vincent LaFerre, Chris Burkhardt, Steve Jobs. Yeah. Walter Fisher. <laughs> Walter Fisher is still yeah. alive. Yeah. In USC. Yeah. Uh, so, so the people I've never met, I would love to meet, because <laughs> mm-hmm. if I can meet them and figure out what they're like as a person just besides yeah. what they think and have taught me through the internet or books. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Um, besides that, I mean, there's a little bit of overlap in personality mm-hmm. in like some friends and some teachers and some family, but, but the other three, those three quadrants are mainly, you've changed how I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Did you put Elon Musk on there? Did I? If I haven't, he's going on there. I need a Sharpie and put him on. I'll put him on. <laughs> break. Yep, he needs to be on there. <laughs> yeah, See, it's ever growing. Like, yeah, it's always going to change. You might not realize that someone influences you until you try to write all of these things down and yeah. think about who isn't on the list and who might or should be. Yeah. I've never thought about writing out my influences like this. I've always just mm-hmm. kind of. Uh, whatever experience I'm going through in the present, if I find it anything valuable or worthwhile in that experience, I just try to um, not latch onto, but at least remember or um, mm-hmm. assimilate those good things into my whatever web of interconnected yeah. knowledge, learning, understanding, whatever yeah. you want to call it. So I've, I've never, I've never been the kind of person that would write something down as a way of like trying to formalize that really? in thought. I guess we might be different in that way. I wonder yeah. if that's like an introvert, extrovert thing. I don't know. Because I'm the extrovert and I need to write yeah. things down. So in class, if I'm listening to something, especially if there's like a PowerPoint, mm-hmm. if I see it on the PowerPoint, I just don't, It's if it's important information and I'm actually paying attention in class, mm-hmm. I don't really forget it. Mm. If the question comes up on the test or if someone comes up in conversation, I usually will remember it, and I'll remember it by where it was in the PowerPoint, as as the books episode, yep, yep, as the as the previous episode. So I, I guess writing it down didn't doesn't aid that process anymore than huh. just seeing it. Seeing for me, I just my memory is not that good. I don't have that photographic or any memory like that. So I, writing it down really helps me. Yeah, um, it's kind of my oh-so-subtle way of paying homage to all these people, too. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, I care about these people so much. Yeah. Um, I like the tree sort of visual. Yeah. It is a nice visual, like a aesthetic type of web. If you can't see it or if you didn't see it um, from before. Yeah. Or if you're just listening. So. Quite pleasant to look at. I think that's also due to your handwriting. <laughs> the best handwriting in the state of Wisconsin. I did win that. <laughs> in eighth grade. In eighth grade. And then I adopted my own font, kind of. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I think, I really think everyone should do this. I firmly believe 
every person is a sum of all the people in their lives. Oh yeah. Um, it's kind of like everything's a remix mm -hmm. in the effect, but except you are the remix mm -hmm. and you've been affected by all those people. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it essentially, uh, ignores all of nature and says all nurture. Yeah. I think that you can agree to, uh, having a web of influence, like saying you are the sum of all of these things while still holding some sort of biological or innate yeah. sort of um, traits or characteristics. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that could be just straight from your family. Mm -hmm. um, so like your mom and dad, that's yeah. where most <laughs> where your genetics comes from. Yeah, literally. Yeah. So, um, uh, but when it comes to like socialization and whatnot, the, that process as you get older, um, We've, I think we've even talked about theories like that, like mm -hmm. symbolic interactionism, where all of those experiences you have, you sort of reflect on them like yep. this, yep. and in that kind of shapes who you are as a person. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, here's a question for you. At what age do you think you started realizing, hey, this person's a role model to me, or this person has influenced me? See. That's an interesting question as well because like when do you become self-aware essentially when do you become self-aware of this person as like an important person in my life or like you yeah that or you realize that they're affecting you uh, in like a personality type way or in a this hmm. let's go in a personality type way personality so this is a, this is a tricky question because I remember even in back in like kindergarten, I have memories from like preschool too, yeah. where my teacher was someone that I looked up to as a role model. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure how, I mean, I didn't have the level of comprehension that I do now. So, I mean, that might be debatable, but <laughs> they're, they're, from what I can recall, I remember seeing them and modeling what they would do. And I, I don't have like specific instances yeah. where I, I thought of certain things but I remember I think kindergarten mm -hmm. I was we had like a discussion in class and I, I somehow remember this one quite someone in my classroom had um, someone had robbed their house and so we had a talk about that in our mm -hmm. classroom like what wow. that meant and what it was supposed to what it what it like the implications of this happening and what a robber was and why it was bad and then how how does that shape and influence our life so like i remember a talk like that mm -hmm. um but of ones that i can remember specifically that's probably one of the very few from that early on it's interesting i think there are probably a lot more yeah talks like that and then those just kind of become part of who you are in a subconscious way yeah and then as you grow older you become more and more aware of these things so like I, th I think both of us would agree it's wrong to kill people but I don't know if we can go back to a specific time where we learned that or acquired that or if that's just know, maybe through. have some sort of biological factor in that as well yeah I think it's hard to isolate those things mm -hmm. so that's really interesting yeah. What about you? Have you had any person, like, with the earliest memory yeah. you have of someone influencing you in either the way you behaved or thought about things? See, it's, it is, like, 
people can influence you consciously, mm-hmm. as in you know what's happening, or subconsciously. Okay. Like you kind of just touched on, honestly. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously parents influenced me from early on. But like, I started piano in first grade. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and if that was not the biggest music influence in my life at the time, I don't know what would be. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that started me down the path to, I yeah. guess, essentially wanting to be a band director. Yeah. Laid the foundation yeah. for that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but, so, I mean, like, there was always that music influence in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, my kindergarten teacher, too, like, I just have this re- memory of learning how to spell picnic in kindergarten. <laughs> how do you spell picnic? P-I-C-N-I-C. Oh, right? Yeah. P-I-C-N-I-C. I need to write it down. C? C- I need to write it down. P-I-C-N-I-C. Picnic. There, there's not three I's. P-I-C-I-N-I-C? No. Picnic? No, 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 that's... It's picnic. Picnic basket. Picnic. No. Yeah, see, so I just remember that and I have this complete visual thing of Mrs. Westfall teaching us how to do that. And Interesting. All those weird things. So, it was like, I kind of, it was kind of like every other teacher really influenced me. So, it was like her in kindergarten and then they kind of skipped first grade and second grade. Uh, amazing teachers, but mm-hmm. I don't remember it too much. But then it was like third grade, I had this teacher and she's also the art teacher at school. Mm-hmm. So, and I loved art. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved doing creative things like that and she kind of just fostered that in third grade and then fifth grade um i learned a lot that was the year i got the detention oh and uh infamous yes i remember her and i learned a lot from her and sixth grade teacher was amazing i don't know so it is a really hard question i don't know when Mm -hmm. you start consciously realizing in high school i remember freshman year this this awesome guy peter plagans was his Mm -hmm. name and I just looked up to him. He was this amazing man and just, he didn't act like a senior in high school. He acted like someone who knew what he was doing. (laughs) (laughs) I love how that implies that seniors in high school have no idea what they're doing because most of them don't. I didn't. I was a senior in college and I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, right now, Right now I don't know what I'm doing. So So it was, I just respected Peter so much and learned a lot from him just by Mm -hmm. being around him. He was just this great role model and I think in his yearbook I like said thanks for being a role model or something and then a really cool thing was I got to do video for his wedding oh nice and then it was just kind of like this full circle thing and got to thank him again for like helping me in my life and just being an example without purposefully doing anything Mm -hmm. you know and I think that's the cool thing about people influence you because they don't have to consciously think about it yeah like you could be influencing somebody without even knowing yeah it. and that so something you said to someone and like they're it could have like either made or broke their day yeah. you would have no idea yeah yeah did yeah. we talk about that in our the episode about personality did we with hannah i'm not sure i haven't listened to our podcast so i, I i'm getting to the point where i'm forgetting some of the things that we've said shoot maybe we should get into that <clears throat> maybe we should start start watching those um, but I do remember times like in grade school where I had people who influenced me that I don't remember them specifically, but I remember the conditions that they set up yeah. so that I could yeah. be influenced. Like myself and my best friend at the time in like first through third grade, yeah. we were super into electronics. We, mm. Like he had a ton of like electronic stuff, just like 
like boards. alligator clips yeah, and yeah, yeah. light bulbs and little light motors bulbs, little and batteries, motors, tiny stuff. We made a hovercraft out of like nice. some styrofoam and some computer fans or something. Yeah, computer. It was a I don't know if it was a computer fan, but we we would literally he just had all of these like junk parts, uh, and we'd be trying to make something. We needed a certain resistor. Yep. And so we'd have to go in and find the the colors, the correct we, ohms. Yep, the correct ohms, and then we I had to, to know do all that. We had to do math sometimes to like combine yes. resistors yep. that could make something. So. There's just a whole ton of fun stuff there. And I remember that in school, we were encouraged to do this. We took time out of our class day mm -hmm. for just me and my best friend to go and do uh, stuff with electronics. That's we awesome. made our own motor from scratch, nice, which was super fun. I don't remember the teacher that did that or who mm -hmm. set that up or how that worked. I'm actually kind of curious now. I might try to go back yeah. and because I've lost touch with everyone from, from Ohio pretty much, but oh. where I was born and even the, the friend that I had there, I was too young to yeah. be able to stay in touch with them when we moved. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious now. I don't remember the teacher doing that. I really love the, um, go like the student directedness of that. Yeah. Not for like a selfish sake, but as like someone who went through as an education, um, major. Yeah. Just that that idea is something that I would want to do for my students if I ever was in a classroom. If I saw them passionate about something or having like an affinity for something, I would, let's go, let's do it. Let's and to do, do that like 15 years ago yeah. is very like ahead of the game. Yeah. Because that's like people are trying to change education and do yeah. that today. So that's awesome. Very neat. That's a great influence. So something I want to know more about, because I didn't include it on my web of influences, mm -hmm. uh, the way strangers influence you. Uh, Those like one-time little meetings, you run into someone, they say something, and it just sticks with you. You know. See, I think that ha might have more to do with you being extrovert. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> I'm always running into people. Yes. So, um, do you have a specific uh, story or something to happen that made you think of that as an influence? Um, I mean, like last night, I met someone new, and. Just kind of, they were they were confident and bold enough. It was just this tiny little freshman, mm -hmm. <laughs> and they're just super <laughs> confident and bold and friendly, and that was just really cool. Interesting. Um, but besides that, this morning uh, we ran super early, five a.m. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, we just, I was walking out of the building mm -hmm. where we ran, and this old man just asked how the run was. It was good. And he's like, "Push yourself today," and it was just this. He didn't have to offer anything. Hmm. You just decided to share, push yourself today. Interesting. And it's kind of been bugging me all day. <laughs> I, think, I think that the same guy asked me if I ran 10 miles. <laughs> and uh, I said great. more like 10 laps. <laughs> stinky little track. Um, um, so it's... Interesting. Like, why... Why do some people feel this need to just share human stuff with someone they're never going to meet again? Yeah, I don't know. That's something that's, I don't want to say 100% foreign to me, but maybe like 99% really? foreign to me. I've just never, I, I have these thoughts all the time about like social media in general. Like uh -huh. Why does anyone post anything ever? It just blows my mind. Like, yeah. why, why, why do you feel the need to do this? The need for sharing, the need to feel yeah, validated. The need to like feel validated. Yeah. Like what is the purpose behind what yeah. you're saying? There and there's, I mean, some theory that goes into it, mm -hmm. um, especially on, on like Facebook. You'll see people yeah. that 
yard. It's very clear what they're going after, what yeah. they what they want to get out of a specific post or a specific interaction, mm-hmm. whether it's the need to be right about something or the need to like feel good about themselves um, or to present themselves in a yeah. unique way. Um, yeah. That's more Jason Jagger too, <laughs> straight out of his talk again. Is well, I'm gonna put Jason Jagger yeah. on here right now. <laughs> um, okay, so like another little instance, I I met someone and just they had the tiny tiniest bit of influence. Uh, uh, this past summer, I did a wedding in Washington, mm-hmm. so I flew from Milwaukee to Seattle, um, which was a ton of fun. Yes, uh, I've flown by myself before. Kind of, I mean, like on tours with a bunch of other people, and, but this time there's I knew no one else in the airport, so I'm going through security, and another guy behind me, just directly behind me, is also flying by himself, mm-hmm. so he doesn't have anyone to talk to. I and can't imagine flying any other way. It, it's really fun, actually. I, I enjoyed it, and uh, we just kind of made friends uh, within like the half hour we were away in security line. Mm-hmm. We just talked, and it was really cool because, like. Honestly, in airports, so many people are uptight. And it was just this moment of, we're just both people traveling. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have so much in common, even though I would know nothing about you. And it was really cool. And kind of like, from that day on, I was like, when I travel by myself, I'm going to try to make an airline friend every single time. Interesting. Someone I meet, have this conversation with, I probably will never see again. And, uh, see, my goal is more like, I want to see people who are becoming airline friends and just <laughs> witness them or maybe eavesdrop on them as we're flying. But. Yeah, no, so like, it's in security lines or mm-hmm. when I sit down and like try to make friends with the person I'm sitting next to because mm-hmm. I just think that's the right thing to do. I don't want to, obviously everyone has different personalities Yeah. and maybe some people don't want to talk and I'll respect that, but mm-hmm. uh, I think if you're going to share a couple hours with someone. Yeah. Why not talk to them? Why not yeah. find out who they are, why they're that way? Yeah. It's and, not that I'm opposed to. It's oh, just, yeah, yeah. Know, it's part of, yeah. part of what I do. And I guess, like, if I'm running and I see someone else running that I'm passing, I'll, like, mm-hmm. I'll give them a casual, like, hello or, like, beautiful day, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Especially if it's, like, a really nasty day out or it's, like, <laughs> just something It's ironical. disgusting today. <laughs> Having an awful day today. Um, th- those things, I think, are just, like, the social... There's probably a fancy word for it that I'm forgetting off the top of my head, but yeah, there's just those little interjections that you you say that are kind of expected, like mm-hmm. in the morning, like "Good morning," yeah, fine, thanks. <laughs> so usually my response, and uh, yeah, yeah, I those that's about the extent of the sharing that I'm used to, really? at least when it comes to interaction wise. There's never really a substantive. Huh. It's just like a a social norm that we have. Yeah that you're kind of, we hold ourselves to, it's not really, like, doesn't really serve a purpose Mm -hmm. uh, beyond, like, a, like, acknowledgement that the other person is there for at least that moment. Yeah. There's a, I remember in interpersonal communications, there was some theory or something that talked about why it's easy just to spill your entire life story to a complete stranger. Interesting. And, uh... It really is, um, because... Do you remember what theory no, I, it was? No, I would have said that. I'll research and tweet <laughs> about it, probably. But, uh, it was... Like, for me, sometimes all you, all I need to do is just talk. I need to hear myself speak, which is both conceited, but 
it's that's how you process information yeah, yeah. that's how you think yeah so i don't think that there's anything wrong with that yeah so and sometimes it doesn't matter who's receiving it mm-hmm. it's just someone i can talk to so, so is that just the way you process information is that the it must theory be behind it maybe or is no it the theory behind it for is strangers. for strangers so i wonder if somehow the uh people that you know or people that you're close to you've had interactions that might have influenced what you would want to say Mm -hmm. and so you're more aware of those things as you're saying them which might lead you to change what you say or hold back from what you really want to say because you're taking into consideration the things that they already know about you yeah and that's why talking to strangers is really cool because they don't know anything about you Mm -hmm. so they will be the freshest pair of eyes on any situation ever Mm -hmm. um See, I'm much, I'd much rather listen to someone's life story than tell my own. That's why I just tell you my life story all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I share all the time. <laughs> um, if you haven't gathered on this episode, I share a lot of me with everyone. I talk to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I make a point about that. I just, if you haven't gathered on this episode, I share almost nothing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> which, is all right, which is all right. Yeah. I know. It's it just, works out. It's just how I am. Yeah. We talked about that with decision making, I believe. I think so. Yeah. Um, how, oh, how, how I, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you use other people to help you make decisions, whereas I will make big decisions often without consulting mm-hmm. many people. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like currently, I think just about every person I've ever talked to at school knows about the life decisions I have coming up in the next mm-hmm. 10 months, <laughs> like career-wise and everything. And, uh, Whereas yeah. most people at school don't even know who I am. <laughs> so, I, I try to change that. <laughs> like, you know John Wildauer? He li- <laughs> I'll take you to his house. <laughs> yeah, he does. It's true. Oh, it's I good. bring people here all the time. It's fun. Yeah. Um, okay, so strangers, influences, super interesting. Other thing, when you're talking with someone be it family, a prof, someone who's influenced you, is there a moment when you are more able to be influenced than any other? So you're saying, are there certain conditions that are set up for you to be influenced more than others? I think maybe there are times when we are making a a decision or in a state of... um, maybe uh, confusion or like uh, not figuring out what exactly is mm-hmm. going on in my life or there's like a, a non what's the not what's the opposite of equilibrium dislibrium uh, sure something like that <laughs> but like if you're not in a state of equilibrium yeah. you're kind of trying you're trying to find that balance mm-hmm. whether it's some dialectical tension going on or some sort of choice you have to make you you're trying to find that balance and you can mm-hmm. maybe if you are out of balance or off balance maybe then you are primed to be influenced or seek out something that will lead you to become balanced again in whatever area of life it might be it's interesting i've never thought about it before so i could be completely missing something so i think there's something to it because i would say i'm in that state of disequilibrium or whatever Mm it is um quite often (laughs) i don't think there's anything wrong with that per se but it, it, it opens me up to hearing other people's ideas mm-hmm. and then being influenced by them. And that could be why I had such a hard time saying this person influenced me the most. I see. Maybe that's why. I don't know. Because even, even that whole process was a state of 
um, non-equilibrium. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. And, and I, you bounced it off quite a few people. I did. <laughs> I think a lot of people on campus knew about this web before. Yeah, that's very true. Your two-minute talk. Yeah. Yeah. Should I talk about what I talked about in that two-minute talk? Um, maybe we could wrap up with that. Okay. We'll, we'll see. Because I'm going to have to think about, as we're talking here, who's influenced me the most as well. I was going to ask and, uh, that. I don't know. What will probably happen is I'll think about it in between, um, like most introverts do, in mm-hmm. between our, our various interactions. Uh, interactions. And I won't make a decision until right before. <laughs> I won't actually figure it out until I actually say it, which is kind of ironic because that's, that's how you process things as well. Yeah. I'll be forced to make a decision at the, at the end in a couple minutes here. But yeah. Yeah. Now, there was something I, that I was kind of dwelling on before, um, just the idea that you, you being out of equilibrium mm-hmm. or not in a state of balance sort of primes you uh, for being influenced by something. Uh, I'm maybe a little bit different okay. in the way that I feel like if I want to in any situation, my, my goal, I guess, is to be balanced ahead of time or be prepared for that without, um, or... So prepare it, yourself it, for large yeah, decisions pre- and stuff pre- like that. preparing myself for decisions. Like if I were to, to do something like this, I would not let a decision like this throw me completely out of whack to where I would... Yeah, and it totally did to. that to me because it was all I was yeah. thinking about. So I guess what I do is I try to, in order to branch out or try new things, um, like we were talking about in the episode before about taste, mm-hmm. is I will purposefully go out and seek things that will throw me mm-hmm. off balance so that I can then you know figure out how that all fits into my... Yeah. Um, my, myself yeah really so I'll find someone whose viewpoint I don't agree with and then I'll you know figure out what they have to say and see if there's anything that I think has merit or if that fits in with anything else that I've heard or that I believe about yeah. or have seen before yeah I think and so I really think commendable. yeah I, it's just a that maybe that's just how I grow so I'm always trying to accumulate more things into my sphere of influence, whether it be something positive or negative. Here's something about this whole web, is these are all positive influences. Yeah, I think we've kind of avoided unintentionally the the aspect of negative influences in your life. Like, directly, I'm thinking of a couple teachers who I just could not stand. (laughs) And I learned how I didn't want to teach. I learned how I thought education shouldn't happen. Mm -hmm and how passion should not be communicated. Yeah, I have a, I think everyone has a few teachers like that. Yeah. I have a couple friends who are like that too, who yeah. are maybe no longer in touch with um, intentionally this time, so mm-hmm. <laughs> unintentionally yeah. before. Um, sometimes that happen, happens in people's family. Yeah, which is, I, that's never happened to me. I've yeah. been blessed with an amazing family. Uh, likewise. And, um, and then with people that, I mean, covering the last quadrant of your sphere, or yeah. your... Uh, little web here mm-hmm. people that you've never met that have been negative influences on you I think that's a good point I wonder if like social media has this kind of effect on people oh, well so yes, I mean, it totally you, does. you look at like the political discourse of this era is just kind of it's ridiculous bifurcated in the yeah. sense that people will um, have these 
they won't they will view someone negatively and maybe they don't let them negatively influence them in the, what they believe but maybe in the way they interact uh, the presence of these people in their social media life mm-hmm. kind of causes them to say things that maybe they regret later or I don't know. I've totally seen that. There's a photographer I follow mm-hmm. um, on Twitter, Instagram, the whole nine yards. And I specifically re- remember him tweeting something about how he wasn't going to post about politics. He was going to stay out of it. Mm-hmm. It's really not useful. Yeah. Um, like, I, I it's got, good that you have an opinion. I mm-hmm. think you should care about things. But mm-hmm. uh, just getting into rants on Twitter, not a good yeah, idea. Yeah, I think the it's... People are so pedantic about yeah. things like that, even yeah. just in non-political stuff. And then once you bring politics into yeah. it, I just feel like there's a much better way to discuss political things mm-hmm. as probably in a face-to-face interactions yeah. or in group settings yeah. and not online where words can be misinterpreted mm-hmm. and true emotions can't be expressed or received yeah. in a proper way. Like that's the, goes back to the Reclaiming Conversation book. It's so hard to have even really effective, positive interactions with people when they yes. aren't political. Like, yes. uh, how much can you get across in just with just text? Yeah, without emotions yeah. and uh, nonverbals. It's not to say that those things are bad. Of course, like I mean, you hear people writing letters in like yeah. wartime. Like those are collectible, and you can yeah. read them again and again. And yep. like those, it's it's great, but it's not a complete substitute. Yeah. And I think the same should be held in any topic mm-hmm. when it comes to something that there's some serious contention about. I think face-to-face interactions are the best place for that to happen. And most of these influences, I had a lot of face-to-face interactions. Um, getting back to that photographer mm-hmm. who said he wouldn't get involved in <clears throat> politics, yeah. now probably about 75% of what he posts is politics. Interesting. Because of people he followed who were doing it and he just had enough and he got into it and now he like can't get out which is really interesting so you, you I see him like struggling to get out of it because he yeah. hates it but he just keeps doing it because he thinks his voice should be heard and stuff like he has a large following mm-hmm. like he is an influencer of many people mm-hmm. um, and we haven't talked we haven't even talked about like how social media influencers happen and stuff like that yeah. because that's huge um, but it was really interesting to see him completely flip and now he went not going to talk about it all to talking about it a lot to I'm really struggling with this and I want to get out but I can't because yeah. situations mm-hmm. but um let's talk about social media stuff a bit yeah a influences bit. there I think are intriguing because yeah. there are certain aspects about people that lend people to be more influential mm-hmm. so like how many likes does your video have that in a way if you're not thinking about it, your initial reaction is that gives you credibility. Like yeah. if a lot of people have seen this, that gives you influence. Yep. If you have a lot of followers or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. just the sheer magnitude of people that you are in contact with, yeah. either by following or by like yeah. receiving, whatever it may be, those people you could say have an influence just by the, the number of connections that they have. Um, and I think that's something I try to stay away from yeah. is disregarding that, so to speak. Not to say that it's not an interesting thing to look mm-hmm. at, but I don't think that that should be the um, number one source of credibility. Yeah. 
for whether something influences me or not. Yeah. In the same light, uh, much like we talked about with taste and then a couple moments ago, I try not to let whether I agree with something or not uh, be a factor in what actually influences the way I think. So if I find something that I already agree with, like how is that mm-hmm. influencing? Like how yeah. is that influencing? It's not influencing. It's this just really, that negative, really, yeah. Going back to another the point that we'll Jason Jagger made is pe- the adult brain will make a conclusion and then seek out evidence to support that conclusion that yeah. has already been made. Yeah, and, and I, social I, media is a lot of that evidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's super true of like like tweens and teens. Mm-hmm. So you start in like fifth grade through high school. Yeah. Those people can be influenced so easily. Mm-hmm. Especially Here's on something I media. agree with. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Especially if they feel like no one else in the world agrees with them. Yeah. Because like it's just a tough time. Yeah. And it honestly scares me because I see these like trends on like Tumblr or Twitter mm-hmm. or something where like just the joke of like kill me is happening. I'm like, yeah, no, that's, that's no, 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 no. Much better ways to. Yeah. So that's that's honestly a huge reason why I post a lot on social media because I don't want those trends to exist. I want like good trends to exist. I want. I think those kids. And that age group needs like role models mm-hmm. and if I can in any way just act like a normal human being <laughs> yeah. online I think those people need to see that yeah and, uh, yeah I think a, a lot of times people are becoming more aware of the fact that if you just surround yourself with things that you agree with you kind of close yourself off to yeah. um, uh, opposing viewpoints which I think are necessary for formulating what you actually yeah. believe. That's why playing devil's advocate even you know centuries and centuries mm-hmm. ago um, was a way of learning yeah. because it forced you to take the opposite side and try to defend it yeah. and you learn something about that vantage point mm-hmm. and then likewise about your own vantage point whatever that conclusion may yeah. be and it's interesting I've never heard someone try to defend that position of surrounding yourself with only things that you already agree with. That's not something that's viewed as a positive or good yeah. thing. All it is is Which is really validation. intriguing to me. Yeah, it's just constant validation, confirmation bias, things like that. Mm-hmm. So even that in itself gives this uh, impression of like an idealism. Yeah. That there's this uh, certain way that people ought to be that is good or virtuous. Yeah. and that we should strive for that but there just isn't really, really a general consensus it's not like you can go oh what does it mean to be a good person and then uh, just look it up and oh okay well I'm doing this wrong this wrong this wrong I don't think that's no, the right way to do no. it that's I think there should be a struggle involved with it finding out yeah, who you are and who you let influence your life because it really is a choice I think yeah. at the end of the day who you let end yeah. up on that yeah it's a uh, it's definitely not black and white mm-hmm. it's all gray yeah yeah so humans are gray. Mm-hmm. All life choices are gray, I think. Yeah. Um, so the two-minute talk I gave. Yeah. I. This is where I pretend like I'm actually deciding about who I'm going to talk about at the end, too. Yeah. No, so um, it was like volunteer basis, the order. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the class had to talk. Yeah. And uh, Did you go last? Uh, so what happened was I was like, I'm going to go first. I'm going to get it oh. over with. Oh, okay. Because I, I had prepared something before mm-hmm. class. And 
up until about 20 minutes before class, I was like, I'm going to go first. And then walking to class, I had to go up these four flights of stairs. And the higher I got, I was like, no, I can't talk about this. I can't just pick one person. And the closer I got to the top, was, no, I can't do it. So you didn't go first. No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so so I didn't go first. And then I was like, okay, I'll just get it over in like five more people. Because there's like uh-huh. 30 people in this class maybe. And uh, five more people went. And I still wasn't ready. And I was more unsure of what I wanted to say. And the more people that went, the more unsure I got from any decision about influence <laughs> in my life. <laughs> it, was, it was just this. Did you have this in front of you too? And you're just furiously like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, I wasn't even looking at the web. I had it in my head. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, I was furiously trying to think, who am I going to talk about? And like, people are bawling about like a grandfather or this amazing teacher mm-hmm. and stuff. And like, there's these so amazing stories. Mm-hmm. People are doing great. And uh, I'm just there, like, I. No, I can't. Uh, no, this isn't right. Uh, I would not be true to myself if I did this. <laughs> um, so it finally gets to the last person, which is me. So you and, could go last. And, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I've been very outspoken in this class. Like, I talk yeah. a lot because yeah. I enjoyed the class. And so everyone knew I had to go still because they've been waiting, I guess. Oh. <laughs> so everyone just kind of looked at me. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, here I go. <laughs> I stood up and I talked about how I couldn't decide. I talked about how I could have talked about my dad or my grandpa or my mom or all these people or all my friends and teachers and the people I never met. And mm-hmm. I talked about that, but uh, I, I couldn't decide. And ultimately, like, I love being strong in faith and, like, I'm a, I'm a Christian. So mm-hmm. ultimately, I was like, God put these people in my life to influence me. So honestly, like he's the ultimate influencer. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether you subscribe to that or not, I still think in my mind it's not right to say one person mm-hmm. influenced me the most because it's like there's it, so many that get put in yeah, your life. And it implies that you can make quantitative like... No, and it's little, all qualitative. Yeah, like, it's all subjective. It's all gray. <laughs> everything is gray. <laughs> I'm going to write a theory of grayness or something. Oh, and wow. All it is going to be is everything is gray. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just wrote it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so that's what I talked about. And uh, Dr. Pouchin got up and was like, yeah, that was a good way to finish it. Hmm. Because, I mean, people gave specific examples. Yeah. But um, he agreed, like, it's really hard to pick one person. And... It was kind of cool to, I did feel validated by him saying, thanks for saying that. Thanks for saying this Mm -hmm. was a struggle. Mm -hmm. Um, I very much believe in just kind of being real with classmates, Mm -hmm. especially in front of class. I'm not going to fake something. Yeah. I'm going to say what I think. And yeah, so it worked out. Yeah. Technically I didn't do the assignment. (laughs) (laughs) But I think you struggled through it and that that was where the real learning happened. Yeah. And that's where this happened. Yeah. That's where this podcast And I learned a ton about it. Yeah. Obviously. So uh there's more to learn yet. There's more influences to be had. I'm super excited to see how this web grows in my life. Yeah. Uh because this is only the start. I'm only twenty one. Yeah. I I don't know much. (laughs) Very young. (laughs) So I'm not so much, but I still don't know very much. <laughs> oh man! So I've been thinking about, you know, who who would I have said? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think it would be kind of cliche to say someone like Socrates or some other philosopher, yeah. like Kierkegaard or someone like That's that. I don't want to be cliche. Yeah, but, I mean, but those people are influences yeah. on the way that I think about teaching and learning and education and leadership. 
Yeah. Um, I, I think I probably would have ended up saying something like, like you did mm -hmm. uh, in that way. You just wouldn't have told everyone that you were going to do that before you did it. No, I would have just, <laughs> just would have done it. That's what I did. <laughs> yeah, I think when I gave that speech, I talked about some random person I met in an elevator. See? <laughs> the random stranger influences. Yeah, but it's it, was a more of a, yeah, it was more of a humorous yeah, It was more yeah. of a humorous thing. I and have that there story like recorded a, on my phone. Yeah, and there was, there was another yeah. you know, like, moral of the story type thing. Yeah. I don't know. It was just... It was one of the first moments in high school where I was really self-reflective about like what socialization, yeah. how how socializing actually worked. Because I wasn't a very social person, and I'm still I'm not. Um, but uh, Dr. Pashton definitely is one of yeah. those people. Yeah. Um, it was also this moment in class where I was like, I really want to talk about you to your face. Yeah, I think I said that in <laughs> front of mine. I was like, I was going to talk about you, but then I decided nah. not to. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could narrow it down to one. I guess I'm always trying to look for new sources of inspiration yeah. um, in where, whatever experience or you know medium I'm, I'm looking at. Like if I'm watching a film, I'm always looking for those things that I can take away from it. Yeah. And that's maybe yeah, that probably sums up how I approach influences. Mm -hmm. Yeah, honestly, that's a the thing to take away from this is people influence you. More than you imagine. Yeah. And you influence others maybe more than you think as well. Yeah. You are the sum of all your influences. Yeah. And you're part of someone else's audition problem. Yeah. Which is really cool, I think. For sure. Anything else? Yeah, I think that just about wraps it up. We've got two more episodes before the end of this season. Yeah, I'm super excited because we've got some changes coming in season two. Yeah. Kind of amp up this podcast, make it a little bit more professional. Yeah. Make it a little more bright. Yes. Yes. And uh, it's going to be cool. Topic for next week is undecided as of right now, but we'll come up with something interesting for sure. Yes, and then episode 15 will be sort of a recap of yeah. this whole first season, kind of this this last six months as yeah. we've been doing this. Kind of what we learned. Yeah. Cool. All right. So this has been John. And John. Thanks for listening. Peace.